Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I'm here today with Lisa Broderick, and she's written this awesome book about time. And I'm so into time, it's called All the Time in the World. And if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm holding up the book. Lisa, is this out? It is out. It came out Tuesday. So exciting. Okay. Well, congratulations. She's Thank here, you. and I'm really excited that she's here. Now, let me say a little bit about this. Um, she says, time is something that none of us can escape, yet few of us completely understand. In her new book, All the Time in the World, we learn to control your experience of time to live in a life without limitations. So Lisa Broderick breaks down the science behind the human construct of time and teaches readers how to use time in their own lives to increase productivity, satisfaction, and even joy. I just think this is really cool. Um, let me read her bio here. She's earned a bachelor's from Stanford University and an MBA from Duke. She is a transcendental meditation. Uh, Siddha attended the Monroe Institute, oh wow, for the exploration of expanded states of consciousness and studied imaginary and dream reading at the American Institute for Mental Imagery um, with noted author and teacher of Western spirituality, Dr. Gerald um, Epstein for 15 years. She currently runs a business based in New York City, which I think that's just Chain, so we'll talk about that, um, where she helps socially conscious entrepreneurs manifest their creativity and energy. So um, she has a website. It's lisabroderick.com. Welcome to High Road to Humanity, Lisa. Nancy, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited you're here. <laughs> how did you get into time? I just want to know. I mean, how did this all begin for you? Well, when we were chatting just a little bit before the show, you know, right? I had this, I discovered when I was a little girl that had a superpower. And I don't think it came from nowhere, but who knows? And I'll tell a story. And that is I had a death experience at the age of four. Yeah. And I describe it in the book. I was living, my parents were living in Arizona where I was born. And we were, uh, we were in a mountain cabin far, far away from civilization and jumping on a bed with my sister. I was four and she was three. We didn't realize the bed was on coasters and it rolled away. And I that flew through the room and head first went through a window and was impaled on the window, half in and half out. And so with the sheet of glass inside my torso. So um, and it was pretty bad. The interesting part is that I remember virtually the whole thing. You and do. So I remember the window. I remember the station wagon. There was a doctor at the scene who told my mother I wouldn't make it. It was many, many miles to the hospital, a country facility, not, not even really a hospital. Mm -hmm. And then my next memory was of my body. Uh, I, I could see the room from above. I couldn't really see my body, but I could see out the window. There was a, a sort of medicine cabinet and all these things. And suddenly one moment I was back in my body and a little girl full of life and went on with my life, but I was different. Yeah. Now, memories are a funny thing. I could have always been this way. I could have been different as a result, but the truth is everything was alive. The grass and the trees and the garbage to this day, I thank the garbage for serving us. <laughs> so you saw things differently. You saw the energy saw things in things. Differently. I did. And also I had a, a superpower that I discovered, and it was the ability to slow down time. 
So I'd be running on the field and have dreams of running in slow motion. And I love track and field. And imagine a little girl with the ability to slow down the field. It was uh, in this sort of mystical way. And I didn't share it with anyone. I was too embarrassed. And I thought they were... They, I would, they would think I was weird or crazy, right. but I continued to do this. And then there was a funny story I repeat in the, in the book about bowling at the age of eight. Oh, I know. I read that. Tell that story. Yeah, that's awesome. We were, my brother and I were in a bowling league. I was awful. I was about eight. We went to bowling one night and every ball I rolled was a strike. And I was so exasperated at the end. I tried to bowl it. I literally tried to bowl in the other direction in another lane. And it still was a strike. It was so weird. And then I got a trophy and went away and thought to myself, what just happened? Well, it was these experiences of the zone. And I think something happened to me. Either I was always that way again, or the death experience. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned the Monroe Institute, uh, Mm -hmm. studying death experiences and out of body. People are very different when we have these extracorporeal experiences. They are more alive and more in touch and less afraid and not afraid of scarce resources and may have abilities like this. So I went on and I went to college and I got out and then I became a meditator uh, in the in the TM tradition right. of Indian mantra meditation. Well, yeah. that's when I started to learn about time because in India, right, when you, when you learn TM meditation, they tell you to meditate for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and lo and behold, you always do if you think about it. So you sit down for 20 minutes and you say, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes and you wake up after 20 minutes. You don't know where you've been and it's exactly 20 minutes. That's what happened to me. And I thought to myself, something's going on here. This whole thing is about time. So I started to study ancient traditions, India, Kabbalah, Chinese, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, all all of Sufism, all of the ancient mystical traditions. (laughs) And uh, what I realized was they all had a, a... particular views of time that were very similar, right? There really is only the now, there's the eternal now, it's where God and creation and wonder and genius and beauty and everything about us that's high, our higher selves live. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about time in other ways. And then 10 years after that, this is 30 years ago, I discovered quantum mechanics. I discovered Mm -hmm. the Tao physics, I discovered the quantum field. And I said, now that's it. If there's something beyond us, and I'm very spiritual. With that mm-hmm. said, I'm also trained in science. I was trained. I, I was trained in economics at Stanford, mm-hmm. which is this, the data science of people. What people do, so you can predict what people are going to do in the future. So you've brought your science and your your metaphysical yes. together, which is well, what we should all do. You know, the universe <laughs> did it. It was an accident. I just showed up right while it was. I, I rode the wave while it was all happening. Okay. So I put it all together, and I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, spirituality meets science." And I, of course, I I stand on the shoulders of giants, all the giants in the 70s and 80s who wrote about this, mm-hmm. Friedrich Capra and, you know, Shakti Gawain and Jack Hanfield and Don right. Miguel Ruiz and many of the people who supported this book. But what I, I know, to- and he wrote your forward, by the yeah, way, yeah. I will say that what a nice forward that uh, Miguel Ruiz sent, uh, said, because I read it and I thought, wow, what a dedication to you. He is, he is a remarkable man talking about the story of saving his own life yeah. Well, in a car crash in Mexico City while he was in Mexico, while he was yeah. in medical school, yeah. because he was able to slow down time or experience slow down time. Mm-hmm. So that's what the story is. It's the science of slow down time, many stories. It, it has the scientific back, uh, background and substance and cutting edge science about why science, why time is not what we think. Right. And then it takes the reader through, you know, I sort of chip away at the belief system that time is a forward arrow that can never be stopped. That's an illusion. Einstein said that was an illusion. 
So if time is not what we think, and people are having these experiences of slowed down time, and I can slow down time with my mind. Yes. Let's have everybody do it. And that's what the book is about. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad you're here today. I really (laughs) am. Yeah, this is exciting. Um, Because, you know, I wonder, I want to ask you a question right off the bat. Do you believe that, and I hate to get I don't know. I'll, it's not really out there, but do you believe that we have been dumbed down to really to think that we can't control time? You know, dumbed down. I would think that people, you know, there are trends in societies, right? And they and they become part of the fabric of society. When you think about it, and I actually in the book I cover some of it, and that is the uh, science spirituality ruled humanity for millennia. Right. And, and then, then it we get, switched. And then yeah. it switched. And then we got yeah. to the age of enlightenment, right? And then we got to Descartes. I think therefore I am. Right. Descartes was actually, he actually got a bad rap with that one. He wasn't really saying that it's only thinking that matters. He was just considering the question. But after that, science took that and and uh, built on it. And the church and the church and science separated. And the church right. kept spirituality and, and scientists kept the science part. But the truth is they're inextricably woven together. We are human beings mm-hmm. we search for more. And we often search for more in science. What this book is mel- does is meld the two. It's right. where psychology meets physics. It's true. And psychology is basically consciousness and consciousness is spirituality. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I know that we can control time. I've actually done it myself when I'm late and I, I do do it. I don't say anything to anybody. I just learned a few. It's been a long time that I've learned that I could do it. I'll say I just need to be there on time and I get there on time. So I believe it's something that maybe, I guess my question to you really was, maybe we used to know how to do this. And then now we're just starting to realize we can do it again. Because I think we've always had this, we're energetic beings. And that's what you realized when you were out of your body. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it changed everything for you. And you started to see the energy and I get that. But I just feel like, you know, you know, talk about wormholes, talk about shortcuts in space. You talk about that in the book. You talk about, you know, passageways where we can, where it changes time. Like maybe we can go back and forth. What do you know right. about that? Well, that's actually rooted in science. That's called the Einstein-Rosen bridge, right? The most famous cat of all, uh, Albert Einstein on this. Mm-hmm. But he theorized that some, he actually proved that there are things called wormholes. Right. And wormholes are uh, apparitions and are, you know, appellations, mouth holes in space, which go from one place to another. They're scientifically proven. It's mathematics, of course, because we're not out there looking at them. One day we will. Right. And, um, and uh, the theory is if one of the, worm, one of the mouths of the wormhole is moving, because it's space time, you would go in one end of the wormhole and come out the other end of the wormhole in a different time. Right. Not only a different place, but a different time. Mm-hmm. Now that is, that's scientifically based. That's although it's wonderful science fiction as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's scientifically based. Has ever, has anyone ever done it? No, this, my, this whole book is about, we know these things exist. Mm-hmm. We know the quantum world exists, which we can't see or control. It's part right. of our lives. Right. We wouldn't be speaking on this computer or using lasers or any of the things in our lives, many of the things in our lives without quantum mechanics in our lives, but we can't see it and we can't control it yet. What this book talks about is that quantum world is bubbling up to match where we are. And what you mentioned about, you know, humanity, mm-hmm. considering the age of the earth and considering how long we've been around a fraction, there may have been many humanities really right. back over time. And we yeah. have fractions of, 
of uh, wisdom from them. I mean, just think about Vedic science going back to India. Oh, I know, I know. China and ancient Kabbalah. These people really knew what they were doing. I mean, they well, knew the earth, the earth and the sun relationship be- long before, you know, the Middle Ages when it was rediscovered again. I so think we're, we're realizing this stuff again. Don't you think that that maybe yeah. they knew a lot of this stuff and maybe it's just coming to, coming about again, I think more than anything. You know, you say that you have a lot, I wrote a lot of different quotes down here um, that you wrote in the book. You talk about quantum entanglement. You see if particles um, can move faster than the speed of light, then they could presumably travel through time, making time travel possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what you really, you know, and I think that's great. I think time travel is possible. You don't think anybody's done it yet. Well, you know, so there's the stories abound. There are there are issues with time travel. So here are some of the theories about time, you know, about time and time travel. All right, we got two minutes. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get in. Do we, do we live in a block universe where everything exists all at once? There's a, just mm-hmm. a, a, an infinite number of now moments. Most spirituality believes that. Right. Is there a chronology protection law in the universe where there can't be you can't go back in time because if you killed your parents, then you wouldn't be here today? Or is there only one timeline? Or right. in every, in every right. moment, is there another universe birthed in every moment that's parallel to this one? And when you think you die and you black out, you simply go to another universe and keep on going like nothing happened. These are all valid theories of time. I know. What do you think about and, parallel timelines? Because I've had different, I've had Gene Decode on the show and he sees in parallel, he had a near death experience and he sees in the parallel timelines. And I've also had someone tell me um, that every time we create a new thought, we create a new timeline. Yeah, well, that, that's the theory that in every moment, whatever, whatever, how, however small that moment would be, we would create right? a new timeline, all these parallel timelines. It's this interesting. So I was interesting. just on another, sh- I was just on a show and had yeah. questions about that. Yeah. And the question is, if what, when I black out and I should have died and I wake up and I'm here, why am I still here? The answer could be, you're not here. You're in a parallel timeline. And so people who had, who had, who had experiences, I've had experiences where I should have died and didn't. And maybe what happens is you go into a parallel timeline and in the old awesome. timeline, you're dead. And in the, in new, the timeline, new timeline, you went on like, go on, like nothing happened. Oh my God. Hey, we got to go to commercial break. Oh, I'm so glad you're here today. Lisa Broderick's here. Her book is called All the Time in the World. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. 
Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Lisa Broderick. Her book is called All the Time in the World, and I'm asking her about um, love and gratitude and talk to us about this because they've done a lot of experiments, you know, with the brainwave frequencies, they, there's beta, alpha, theta, delta, gamma, all these different, and they've done these experiments. You've done some of the experiments from what I've read in your book. Talk about this. Well, the, first of all, I would say one thing that has been put out there, even by Einstein, and I say even by Einstein, a, crit- a, a critical thinker of the highest level, and that is, uh, love seems a lot like gravity and gravity seems a lot like love, doesn't it? It's sort of a metaphysical version of a physical property. We can't prove that, but I would say we can't prove a lot of these things yet. Number one. And so, uh, gravity always brings things into itself and love does as well. So there's that number one and gratitude is when I work uh, with people and I provide exercises, I think it's very important for balance in the universe to do something with gratitude rather than for ourselves. And so if we have a moment for a quick exercise, we might yes, have let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Gratitude. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be an exercise in grat- which, which includes gratitude. Nice. Um, so everyone, and I will say everyone, if you're driving, do not attempt this while driving, right? Okay. We're not, do not close your eyes. You can do this at home. And on my website, lisabroderick.com is this precise um, exercise under bonuses. You can download this and play this for yourself. So everyone, if you're listening and you're able to be in a comfortable indoor position and not driving, we're going to sit comfortably mm-hmm. and close our eyes. Okay. A lot of us are meditators. So we know that we also know that closing our eyes shifts us from a brainwave state and has brain chemicals moving from serotonin to melatonin in our brain sitting comfortably. And now we're going to, and we're going to invoke breathing, which is also a part of meditation and mindfulness but a special type of breathing where we inhale through our nose, a regular exhalation, inhalation, and exhale through our mouths, a long, slow exhalation, twice as long. In through our nose and out through your mouth, twice as long, you're triggering your parasympathetic nervous system to relax. And now in through your nose and a long, slow exhalation out through your mouth, seeing the number three in your mind's eye in front of you, However, for you is perfect for you. There is no right way. Everyone can can imagine. In through your nose, out through your mouth, a long, slow exhalation. The number three dissolves into the number two. And in through your nose and out through your mouth, the number two dissolves into the number one. We're counting down. In through your nose and out through your mouth, the number one dissolves into the number zero. We are in the time of no time, the now. My teacher, Jerry Epstein, named it that, a wonderful place where miracles occur, magic happens, and we can change our our reality and our sense of time. 
So we'll sit here quietly for a moment and then have a lot of fun. Now bring to mind something that you would really like to create for yourself. Something satisfying, fulfilling, wonderful. It hasn't happened yet, but you would really like it to happen. It could be mundane, like the check coming or you getting the apartment or your kid getting into the right soccer team that you want that's close to the house, or it could be world peace. I work in public safety and policing and police reform, and I would love peace in America. Anything you want, bringing it to mind and live it as a visceral movie. You're in a movie where you see, feel, hear, sense, and know everything that's happening around you. This wonderful movie that you would like to have happen, living it. Now, keeping this thought in mind, let's do this. Let's imagine how it benefits everyone involved. It's not about you. It's about everyone. Think about how many others, animals, trees, plants, friends, people you don't even know, the entire country, the world, benefit from this thing that you would like to have happen. And the reason we do that, this gratitude that we do, is because, it, first of all, it removes the fear that it won't happen for us. And fear rings like the clearest bell bringing to us what we don't want. So we're eliminating fear. And also there's a little bit of the universe in there saying, uh-huh, I understand. Nancy wants this for everyone. I'm gonna make it so. So thinking how this, this benefits everyone, it's a wonderful movie and you're in it. It's like a ballet and everything is happening. And now keeping this in mind, keeping this in mind and it just happened. It's the moment it happened. You can't believe it. It's accomplished fully and completely. There is nothing more to do. You are so happy. The check came, your, your, your child is in the soccer team, you have things, there's world peace, it's on the television, all of the things you want, whatever you want, you're living it and you're so joyful. It is so wonderful. Remember, there is nothing more to do. Don't ponder the details, just live the experience. It's happened, it's complete. Who, what, when, where, why, how, it doesn't matter. No details, now let's amplify this in our body. Take this entire feeling of completeness, it's all done right down through the bottom of your feet into the earth. Fill up every cell of the earth with this feeling of completeness and nothing more to do mm -hmm. and filling up and filling up the entire earth. And now the earth is entirely full and it comes up through your body, up, up, up and out through the top of your head in every direction, going up, 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 this feeling of certainty and completeness higher out of the building and out of the solar system and out of the <laughs> galaxy and into the universe higher and higher and higher, and then just let it go. Just feel your body resting in the calmness of nothing more to do. It's done, it's complete. And when you're ready, slowly open your eyes. Thank you. Isn't that a blast? Thank you. I needed that secret. so bad. I so, needed that. <laughs> so I, here's a secret, how I okay. get so much done. Okay. I do that every, I do that every morning from okay. between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. I keep it on okay. a recording. Okay. Uh, you can keep my version on a recording. All of you listening out there, going to my website, lisabroderick.com, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And pick things and you can do one after another. And here's the great thing about between three and six in the morning, you wake up, you might have to use the bathroom. My cat Al wakes me up and wants a snack. And so then I go back to bed and I'm not quite asleep. And I remember, oh, I have a gift. The gift is I can I can live this, this imagery exercise we just did and I can have I can manifest the things that I want for myself. So then I put on the headset, something that doesn't ring. It can, should not be a phone. And if it's on a phone, it should be on airplane mode, right? And it's either resting on your pillow or you have earbuds. And so you go through this exercise, pick something that you want. And if you pass out, good, because your higher self is still listening. 
All of that which constructs our reality is still listening to you as you go through this exercise. And if you wake up a little bit later and it's over, do it again, pick something else. I do up to six. I love it. Well, when you say that, I think um, between three and six, the veil is thinnest. It is the thinnest and so many traditions. So Buddhism, right, is it is the dreams of the void and Kabbalah, the time of the prophets. India, 3 a.m., around the 3 a.m. time is a, is a very spiritual time. So we've, and we've forgotten the, the, uh, you know, the problems of the day and what we wanted to do. And we're into a very prophetic time of newness of the day. It's a wonderful time to do these types of exercises. I love it. It's wonderful. And you only have to do it once for that particular thing. And then you and move on to the next it, thing. You know, once and done, right? Now, if it changes a little bit, it has for me. Yeah. I wanted things that are so big. Yeah. That uh, they change a little bit. I might do some later, but we don't don't dwell on things, right? right. Let it go. Again. Let it go. Ringing like the clearest bell. Okay. The, the book is much about releasing fear, moving away from fear, just well, yeah. dismantling it, making it dissolve away. So it's not what we want. When you talk about that in the book, when you do some experiments, um, you know, when you done, you did some of your scientific um, experiments where they have tested people's brains to the fear vibration, you know, versus the love. Talk about that a little bit, because it really does come down to that. It does. And so as we've probably heard so many of these, the listeners are so advanced, hate is not the opposite of love, fear is the opposite of love, right? right? Fear just negates everything about us. And so they've studied fear in the brain. And so chemically, fear starts in the back of the brain and an organ called the amygdala and moves forward into the front frontal cortex where your reasoning occurs. And suddenly you're in a panic mode, and then your body takes over and your muscles tense and your heart races and your pulse goes and your skin sweats. And I mean, it is not a good place. Mm-hmm. That is the opposite of the stories I have in the book of slow downtime, right. where people in life-threatening situations, there's even a police chief in the book. Tell a story. A Tell a story. In a gunfight. <laughs> so this is a friend of mine. I, I run a charity in public safety and policing, as I mentioned, called Police to Peace. And we work okay. with many police departments around the nation, helping police agencies and departments be peaceful in their practices. So a good friend of mine, a police chief named Jim, told me a story of a gunfight in L.A. when he was working narcotics. And he, in this moment of great danger, time slowed down like Neo in the Matrix. And everything was in slow motion. And he was able to move in slow motion and see the robber in slow motion and shoot a gun, an automatic pistol, an automatic weapon in slow motion as all of this happened. Mm -hmm. While not feeling any fear, his brain was in a different state. And that is, I believe that is the same state of flow that I experienced while bowling. It's the same state you, Nancy, experienced when you've had slowed down time. And the trick is following the exercises in the book, anyone can experience it. The exercise we just did could be used, you know, when you close your eyes and count down, could Mm -hmm. be used. And I have this in the book to stop the second hand on a clock face. I know I read that. Well, and you call it in the zone. And and I love the analogy that you have when you talk about the basketball players, you know, and I love, you know, and then I wondered if Magic Johnson came up with that name because it was magic that he was, you know what I mean? Think about it. Cause I was, as I read your story, because what they're doing, they're in the zone and they can slow down time as they're going across the court. And they're so in the zone that that's how they maneuver. And that's how they're so successful. It's taught today in sports, right? So Bill Russell, who I quote in the book in the seventies, it was weird. He would never have talked about it to his teammates. It was just so unusual. Like I, you know, in the sixties, after having my death experience, I didn't tell anybody. 
because right. I thought they would think I was crazy. And he did right. too. Most people do. I With know. that said, you know, <laughs> anybody can do it and they're teaching it now. It's true. I won't tell you guys a story about what happened to me when we come back. This is uh, All the Time in the World. It's her new book by Lisa Broderick. This is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Miss Lisa Broderick. Her book is called All the Time in the World. I'll tell you my story, and that's how I really believed the first time. Um, well, I needed to get somewhere. And I asked, I just said, you know, I asked my angels, I guess. I just, a universe, whatever. I was like, hey, you guys, uh, I need to get there. There was no way I could make it from point A to point B in that amount of time. I just asked and I just went with it and I got there on time. And then once you do it, then you realize you can manipulate time if you really need to. You really can. I mean, it's crazy, but you can do it. Tell us stories about people who've done this because I've done well. Well, just a little in support of your of what you're talking about. And that is where science meets spirituality. There's a lot of science that supports this. Mm -hmm. And so for everybody who's skeptical, I wanted to break down the wall that this is impossible. And then, as you said, Nancy, when someone does it once. Then they're yeah. like, oh, I can do this. Let's yeah. try it again. Let's try it again. And then it works. And then I get a phone call, Lisa, it worked. Yeah. So, so, you know, so I, I have a similar story. I was, I, was, I was applying to college and I needed to take the SAT and I wasn't where I should have been. I was way, way 40 miles away or something, uh, way too far away to, to make the test on time. I really needed to take this test because I wanted to get into the college I wanted to get into. And I did what you did. I, but I focused on the clock face. I had an old Datsun Roadster and there was a clock face with a second hand and a minute hand on my dashboard. And all I did was focus on that the entire trip. I had to be somewhere, I think it was 8 a.m. And focused on that and focused on me in my seat, looking up at the clock. And that is exactly what happened. 
and I got into college. Got there on time. That's crazy. You know, you talk about, and I want to bring this up because I thought this was really interesting, that we can release the past. People who have had trauma, I found this very um, helpful to somebody who's had a traumatic experience. Talk about this. You say, when we continually look at the present through the lens of the past, the present becomes the manifestation of the past, and it keeps us from fully entering the present as it is. It does. And so imagine the exercise that we just did, and I didn't take us through it because it's a bit of a bummer, but imagine in that exercise we just did, and this is in the book where you're living the experience of the past and it's awful and it's terrible or something that you're afraid of, for example. Right. Right. So instead of the wonderful thing you want for the world, you're living the horrible experience until you get to the point where that's not what happened. You're literally reversing it. So I've used the exercise with people I work with to stand beside, if something happened to you as a child, go back okay. when you do the exercise in the focus okay. perception, that's the first part of the exercise, live the movie of what happened to you up to the point until it happened right. and then have your adult self show up. That and then change the outcome. And then change the outcome. It is incredibly powerful to have your adult self protect your child self. It is so healing. I think so. Yeah. Well, I just think changing the outcome because here's, and I've seen this and I'll tell you why I've seen it. I saw it like in my mom, she would play the same scenarios. She's no longer with us. God bless her, but she would play the same stories over in her head over and over and over. Now, as I've become older and more spiritual, I've realized because she never let go of those old stories and moved into the, yeah. And that can be debilitating to somebody. Well, and imagine what the book supposes with the, with the science of all of this. And that right, is right. how we show up in our minds for any moment changes the next moment. Yeah. So she was showing up to the present moment with the, in past, the past in mind yeah. and it was, and it was continuing to happen to her. She was seeing it through that lens. Imagine you changed that. Imagine the car crash didn't happen. Now can, can it bring back people who've died and pets who have died and other tragedies? No. Can it change how you feel about it? Absolutely. And can it change how you show up in the next moment? It definitely does that. And that's what you want. You want to show up for every moment, fresh in mind with what you want. Imagine walking walking into a Starbucks and everyone is doing the exercise we just did. And they're all changing stories about how wonderful it is. And they're going to, all of these wonderful things are going to happen and all this great thing. The whole energy of the planet would be different. Right. Right. You're exactly right. You also say uh, you can reverse time, reverse your day. Talk about that. Yeah. So this is another practice. Again, I have a bit of an unusual sleeping schedule, but going back in ancient spirituality, uh, humanity did not used to sleep through the night, eight hours. That's a relatively modern invention based on air conditioning and safety. You're not going to be eaten by a tiger and heating and all this kinds of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I I sleep from 10 or 11 to three, and then I'm up from three to five or six doing mm-hmm. these exercises. But then of course, when I get back, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I do not immediately leave bed. And so this is in the book as well. Do not get out of bed. What you can do is do the first part of the exercise, which is to create your day, lie in bed and create your day and go all the way through your day, like a ballet. And it, everything wonderful happens. The check comes, the apartment comes, the tires go on the car. There's no snow. There is snow. Everything happens. <laughs> There's world peace, right? The presentation goes great. I live this conversation with you, Nancy, I had a wonderful day. And then all the way to the end and you get to the end of your day and just see yourself closing your eyes. So then you live your day as the ballet. Now, does everything happen? No, 
but is how you showing you're showing up for every moment different. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. You've one, changed the energy. You've changed the energy and you've yes. removed the charge of anything you'd be afraid of. Then get to the end of your day. Right. And this is the on steroids version. You're lying in bed and you're just about to fall asleep. Go backwards through your day to the beginning. Think back to when you opened your eyes and go forward through your day and change everything that didn't happen that you wanted to happen. Right. Just change. Oh it. my gosh. Change it. So the check came. Oh, look at that. The presentation was great. The power didn't go out. I was able to do my podcast, right? The car started all these wonderful things. Let just correct everything. And what you're doing is in one sense, you're cleaning your karma for sleeping. Right. I like that. Because I like this. All, all of the things that, that you would dream about because you're so upset, they're removed from right. Your Cause you're working them out in your dream state. You're working them out in your dreams. No, no reason to do that. You can just have the wonderful dreams instead right? And you program yourself for the next day, you do this, and you're living a life that is uncommon, right? This is a life that's genius, and meaning and purpose. So that's genius. I love it. I think this it's is, wonderful. This is a, an, actually an ancient Kabbalah technique from my teacher, Jerry Epstein. He would How long you've been doing this? How long oh, you've been doing it? 30 years. Oh my God. Really, a really long time. <laughs> That's really awesome. Now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, um, do you work with people in, on an individual basis or do you I do work with people on an individual basis? How do they get in touch with you? So, so lisabroderick.com, right? Okay. Would be a website and a lot of information about the book and about me and the ability to, and to contact me. Mm -hmm. And the work with people is imagine that we were to go through uh, and work together where this type of information was sort of exposed to you, becomes you week after week after week. And so you begin to, you know, as you've done, Nancy, for so many years, it becomes to be part of the fabric of your being. You reprogram. So yeah, I'm reprogrammed. When something, when something, quote, bad happens, I immediately sit myself down and reverse it. I could be in the ladies' room, in a parked car, go into a closet, anywhere, right? Where I could be by myself, reverse it, right? When I want to do something like this wonderful podcast, how wonderful it is moments before I just imagine how great it is. I create my day. I reverse my day. It is great, actually. Get <laughs> everywhere on time. Season Making planes that. and meeting people and having a wonderful time, you know, purpose, living our best possible lives. That's a, that's a dream that I have for humanity. Let's do that. I know it's so far away for many of us especially after COVID. It was interesting. This book was written before and sort of during COVID. I know. I saw so that. I before saw that. COVID, you know, being busy was a badge of honor. Oh, I'm so busy. Oh my God. Especially in New York where I'm from. Oh, COVID. Oh my gosh. I'm busy. I'm important. Then COVID yeah. happens. Everything stops. Now yeah. people are bummed out, stressed out, overwhelmed, and hopeless. Why? They lost their schedule. They lost the meaning in their life because they were, they were their schedules. Mm -hmm. well, before you get back to business as usual, everybody, Let's master, let's master time. When you master time, you master yourself. I agree with you. I think this is wonderful. Now you can give yourself more time to get things accomplished. Talk about that. Well, that's stretching time. So the, the exercises we've, first of all, removing fear stretches time. Fear okay. consumes time. Right. Talk about Think that about a it. little bit. Yeah, well, it does. And so the, the theory behind uh, focused perception, which is the term I use for it, and that is what we focus, when we focus, we change our perception of time. If you were to sit and look at a clock with a second hand, time would pass very slowly, trust me. And so if you're holding your newborn for the first time, Time passes in an instant. You could mm -hmm. be holding her for three hours and you think, oh my gosh, that was just a second. Why? Because of the, the nature of what you are focusing on. So what you want to do is you want to focus on things that stretch time and allow you to do the things you want to do 
and lead the best possible life. So mm-hmm. creating your day does that. Reversing does that because you're eliminating fear. When you live the wonderful movie that we've just done and you think about the ben- being it the, for the benefit of all, right? You're removing the fear that it won't happen for you. It's a lot about removing fear, but it's about classic stretching of time. Because again, at the end of the day, with quantum mechanics and the things we know in quantum mechanics, first of all, time works just as well going forward as backwards. So hmm, that's number one okay. principles in quantum mechanics that exceed the speed of light, which is the universe's speed limit called quantum entanglement. So there's a data point there. So clearly time is not what we think. If that's true, let's get a little practice before science figures out how quantum mechanics can manipulate time and let's do it ourselves to lead our best possible lives. What do you tell people who say, if I talk to a lot, I interview a lot of people, a lot of spiritual people, and they say there is no time. Well, there, and so that's the block theory of time. There is no time. Every yeah. moment. So here's the theory of time. Every okay. moment is a single instant, a discrete instant, and that's all that there is. The past is a memory and the, the future has not happened yet. There is only the now. There's I believe that. Now. I so do my, too. My theory is it's actually called block. It's actually called quantum loop gravity, which is a very scary name from Carlo Rovelli about how time is discrete and individual particles. We'll talk more about this. I know she has stories to tell us, you guys. I'm here today with Lisa Broderick. The book is called All the Time in the World. This is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me. And I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use, and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles, entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. 
On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I'm here today with Lisa Broderick. I'm so glad you joined us here today. All the time in the world. What a fabulous book. Learn to control your experience of time to live a life without limitations. Tell us some cool stories. The audience loves it. So, so I'll sit back and relax and let you talk. So first are the stories of slowed down time for people who experience, let's say, life-threatening experiences. Okay. One of them was someone that I know was driving on a highway in California and he was pulling hay and uh, with his truck because he wanted to build a house out of hay bales, straw hay bales. And he was pulling hay that was way too heavy for his truck. So he's driving along at the speed limit, pulling this cart of, you know, this trailer full of of hay behind him. And suddenly he jackknifes on five in traffic in the daytime. And the last thing he remembers is spinning out of control in slow motion, right? Mm -hmm. And dying. I mean, who knows what happened next? (laughs) The next moment after the slowed down experience he is on the side of the road facing in the right direction. The truck drivers are waving at him and nothing happened. I mean, that's impossible. He's still, he called me. He's a medical doctor. He's like, Lisa, this couldn't possibly have happened. What do you I'm going to share this. Well, you-, you know, so it's possible that we had the, it's possible that multiple uni- parallel universes exist and he did die and he went into a parallel universe and you and yeah. I are here also. That's number one, right? Another one is a story of a woman on the Autobahn who was, who had, she was in Germany. She was German Mm -hmm. and she took her car out on the Autobahn Mm -hmm. for one of the first times driving ever. And in the Autobahn, if you know, there's a super fast lane. I've been on the Autobahn. I know it's scary, (laughs) right? She's in the slow lane driving terrified for the third time ever she's driven. She gets boxed in and looks in front of her and the car in front of her is, has crashed, has stopped. And she didn't know what to do. And so she, she went out of her body. She experienced the whole thing was in slow motion. It lasted for a tremendously long period of time for her. It was probably just an instant. And when she came to, she was in the fast lane in her car, untouched driving, like nothing happened. Is that so, because she went out of her body, you think? You know, well, there was a car involved. Again, this a lot of this points to parallel timelines, I have to say. That's what I know. That's, that's what valid, I think, too. That's a valid theory. These, the- these stories are more common than you would think. And my own story, right. which I include in the book, right. was I was driving in, in traffic in Florida in a convertible and uh, at, at rush hour. And if the, the traffic was moving pretty fast, at least 70 miles an hour. We were all boxed in because everybody was. And ahead of me, off of a truck bed, came a bicycle. Oh wow! Cars very low to the ground. My car, and I was gonna, I was gonna die because I could not move left, I could not move right, I couldn't move up, and I couldn't move down. And I went right through that bicycle. And the last thing I remember was the bicycle in the rearview mirror, and nothing happened. Nothing. To this day, I can't explain it. 
The car was completely undamaged. The car, the bicycle did not fit under the car, trust me. And uh, went on like nothing happened. But that's really an angel. Could have been your guardian <laughs> angel too. <laughs> Here's the key for everyone. And that is when these things happened, we mostly right. pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and go on like nothing happened. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you want these things to happen in your life, embrace them. Say, I really did just see that. That was amazing. Because when you do that, the next time you drop the wine glass, you can catch it by its stem in slow motion. I agree with that. Slow down time so that all of these things happen. The milk, you know, you knock the milk with your elbow. Don't descend into fear. Use these practices. Yeah. Slow. If you keep calm, maybe. Is that what this is? Well, it's a brainwave state that's in, that is a, it's a flow state, you know, similar to flow where you, instead of descending into fear, which would be beta, right. Which Mm -hmm. would be a very frenetic brainwave state. It's Mm -hmm. a theta brainwave state. And it could even be a higher brainwave state than that. Right. If you stay in that and the more you do it and the more you believe it will happen, the more likely you are to experience it. And then you'll call Nancy and say, oh my gosh, Nancy, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I call it balance. Okay, so I'm going to say this now that we've got some time and we've been through a lot of this stuff. Let's talk about some stuff that I think is important. When you stay balanced, and I only know this because I've done it myself, that's when you're more in this state and that's when you can slow down time. So you have to, and I think with the COVID and all of this and all of us staying home, a lot more people became balanced because they had to, they went within. What's your feeling on that? Is that what you think? Because that's what I think. Yeah. So just, you know, fear exists when the saber tooth tiger was chasing us and we needed to run away quickly. Right. It's literally a primal state for our, for our survival. Right. Mostly fearful incidents do not, it's not happening right now. Mm -hmm. Unless someone has a gun pointed your head, they pulled the trigger and it's loaded with all the bullets. There's no emergency. Right. Remove the emergency. right? Right. And if you remove the emergency, especially when it relates to time, all of the bad things, all of the mishaps and all of the being late doesn't happen. If for no other reason, then you weren't so scared and distracted, you took a wrong turn. You had an accident, you know, all the, all of the things, the mishaps that could happen if you're afraid, Mm -hmm. remove all of those. Because fear creates all of that. You know, I think it, I think in some sense, again, back to the quantum field, as a words that were said to me by a master, it rings like the clearest bell, right? Out of your, out of the top of your head. I'm afraid of this. Boom. So we don't know how it works. One day I know we will, right? With mm-hmm. all of the things yeah. that are quantum mechanics and the mm-hmm. wonderful science, we don't know how they work yet, but we will. I think so too. Now I talked to you um, before the show about having. I've always had watches uh, stop. I've been able to turn out lights, not meaning to, but just did it, and then I kind of shocked myself. What happens when we're able, is that just focusing and using our energy in that respect is what I've always thought that we're just way more powerful than what we give ourselves credit for. uh, And that we do have those abilities. What do you think? Well, I think uh, related to the human brain and our, and consciousness and everything, I think electricity is the easiest thing to manipulate. And I'll tell a story about my mother the night she died. Okay. So in the book is the story of my mother. She was a wonderful woman. She was very clinical in her thinking. She was trained as an economist. And she was near death and we were near, we were in her home in California. And I said to her, you know, mom, I think that when you die, you don't go anywhere. And she said, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, 
you know, uh, electricity may be the easiest thing to manipulate because honestly, Nancy, I've had those experiences myself. Right. And so I said, just try it. And she said, Oh, I don't know. And I said, if it works, but you know, what have you lost? She said, well, okay. So she died early that next morning and we were all with her holding her in her home. And my brother's a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was, that was exactly at 2am when she died. And then around 4am, I got this funny sensation. I was sitting upright and I was thinking I was going to meditate. I was still in her room with her as was my sister. And I thought to myself, we just need to leave. I have a, I have an odd feeling. So we picked up our bedding. We'd been on the floor and, and went into the living room and suddenly the radio went on next to her bed, full blast. Right. And my brother said, I've been here for days. That radio has not gone on. Number one, number two, the television reset itself Two electricities. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, mom, uh, you're giving us a show, but we didn't know. The next morning we had driven to my brother's property and uh, we were sort of, you know, recovering and holding one another, et cetera. And his cell phone rang and it was the Medi alert, uh, the Medi pendant alert people who, you know, wearing a a Medi alert pendant. Yeah. And they said, your mother's pendant is being depressed. Where is it? And he said, it's next to her bed. She's passed away and the house is locked. Letting you know. know, I thought to myself, well, mom, you just gave us a show. So the idea, consciousness, electricity, or Mm -hmm. you know, our abilities walking around. Mm -hmm. But we want what we want to do is uh, for me, I embrace those things. Right. Not not in a way that is, you know, not, you know, thoughtful, not thoughtful. And I'm very, I'm very scientifically minded. With that Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. science in the book explains that how that just might be happening. And if that's true, let's get a jump on that and start practicing it now. Well, yeah, that I'm really glad that you're bringing this to the forefront because it is something that we don't talk about. I don't really tell anybody about these things. I don't think you probably did until you started writing this book and doing research. And you said you found that with other people that they knew it, but they didn't say anything. Right. And so maybe if we talk about it or at least use it to lead our best possible lives, or right. I lead people how, how to change their own perception of time so that they right. can do it. Right. No, I think what's the most amazing story that you've, uh, or amazing thing that you've seen happen that you can tell us? We got about three minutes before we get out of here today. Got a good story you want to share with the audience that something, (laughs) the most amazing thing that you've seen happen with time? Yeah, I I think that I've, you know, the the slowing, the ability to slow down time in order for people to save their own lives. So in the book, there are many theories about slow down time. It's your brain isn't taking enough pictures, your eyeball stops working. You know, there's a lot of different scientific explanations. Mm-hmm. If that's true, then why does Don Miguel Ruiz have the ability to move his torso out of the way of the steering column to save his own life? Mm-hmm. If it's just an illusion, right? right? So why did these other people, why was I able to do these things? Mm-hmm. The answer is that it's not an illusion. Something right. else is happening. It's a brainwave state. That's the reveal. And that is if we can harness the brainwave state, reading the stories in the book so -hmm. that people believe it's possible. And these are everyday stories of everyday people so that we can do them ourselves. Then we can lead our own lives of wonder and magic and fulfillment. Yeah. And I think we're getting there. I think humanity, what's your opinion on that? I've seen so many people wake up. I bet you have too. And I think we're getting there. Well, you know, there, there is, it's, there's an unmistakable move toward greater consciousness, yeah. or greaterness. With that said, if there's balance in the universe, there's always going to be a yin and a yang, right? There's always going to be two steps forward and one step back. And if you look at it with the long count view, like a long view of humanity, we're definitely moving toward greater consciousness and greater mm-hmm. love. You know, we have mm-hmm. a bit of stumbling along the way and there's billions of us. 
So a lot of things happen, but to keep in mind that we can create our own lives and we can think of things for the benefit of all. And we can do these manifestations, these wonderful you know, exercises to lead our lives where they benefit us and everyone else. The world's a more wonderful place. Yeah, we're way more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And using a lot of these um, things that you're talking about, I think um, will really help people. I think it's fantastic. Give us your website one more time. How do people get in touch with you? LisaBroderick.com. Okay. And her book is called All the Time in the World. You guys, um, if you need a psychic reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com. Thank you so much for coming on today. I truly appreciate it. I hope you come back and see me again. I would love to, Nancy. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Hey, you guys, this is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity. Everybody have a great day. Take care and God bless. Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. Wish you can achieve your goal